I'm Aaron Breen, and this is Aaron's Eye. It's a look at life in Ireland through the eyes of abroad abroad. <laughs> That's me. I've been here just over two years now, which I realize isn't all that long, but I can tell you that the best discoveries here are the ones you just stumble upon. Sure, and there are pubs and castles and musicians everywhere you look here, but it's the Irish adventures, the living history, the Celtic culture, and the true ingenuity of the people who live here that make this such a magical place. So welcome to my view from Aaron's Isle. Ireland is an island, of course, and therefore has a tremendous amount of shoreline. There are 900 miles of coastline here. No, really there are. I looked it up. And I love the beach. So I have taken every opportunity I can to go to every beach I can here. And a lot of them have quite colorful histories. Like Curraclough Beach. It's just north of Wexford. I had to stop twice to ask people if I was headed in the right direction because signs, they are pretty much non-existent in this country. <laughs> but when I got to a really big parking lot surrounded by sand, I figured it had to be close. If not close to Curraclough Beach, at least close to a beach. So I started walking. Got to climb a bit of a hill from the parking lot and then you drop down onto the beach. And there it is, the Irish Sea. It is stunning. You can see for miles in both directions, just raw beach. In fact, this is where they filmed the opening sequence for Saving Private Ryan. Filming Private Ryan was a big deal in Wexford. People remember it all right. People like John, he's a tour bus driver that I met just walking along the beach that morning. I was busy at the time, there was a lot of Obviously, a lot of soldiers and from the army, the Irish army and all, were involved in the film, you know. So did Sean Kinsella, who works at a nearby shop. Okay, there's probably a thousand people from the southeast area between 17 and 21, 22 hired as, you know, army men to be in the scene of Saving Private Ryan. Okay. And were you one of them? No, my cousins were. Well, you had to be trained, spend some time in the FCA, which is... You do a three-month training course in the Irish Army. Like. Once on the set, the troops were issued with the props and weapons of the era. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Spielberg and his production team spent three months sourcing the 2,000 weapons used in the film. That is a clip from You and Whose Army, Private Ryan, Behind the Scenes, Part 1. Well, that was probably a big deal for this area because it's a small... It was a lot of business, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's no doubt, yeah, yeah. A lot of business for the local area. So put a lot of people to work? For young people for summer, yes, it was perfect for students and people like that, yeah. Was it exciting in the town to have all these people? It was, because there was a lot of drinking every night <laughs> for the kind of three months of the summer. Yeah? Yeah. And it was probably good for all the hotel. I mean, everybody, right? Yeah. So look closely next time you watch that movie, because the soldiers are mostly Irish. Not every beach here has been in a movie, of course, but a lot of them look like they could be. 
I made a great discovery early on here when I found the Waterside House Hotel. It's on Donabate Beach. It is right on the water. They offer a free shuttle to and from the airport. Just saying, that is awesome. And so is Donabate Beach. It has a great cliff trail that you can walk from Donabate to Portrain. Now, that trail is between two old Martello Towers. They were built for defense in the 19th century. On the patio there, I came upon Peter McElwin from Belfast. He was enjoying the quiet and sketching the tower just next to the hotel. These castles are dotted all the, round, all the way around the Irish coast, facing all the way around the bottom, facing towards France. There were about 50 of these towers at one point, mostly along the shoreline, and they were considered impenetrable until high-powered guns came in in the second half of the 19th century. These days, some stand vacant. A few were sold off and turned into private residences. Peter is an artist who was managing around the weather that day. Yeah, I Hello. saw you drawing. You just come down and draw? and. <laughs> well, I usually paint, but unfortunately the, the, the weather has been so bad. I'm reducing out to five and ten minute sketches, oh, you know. those are beautiful. Five and ten minute sketches, that's all I can do. <laughs> I did walk that trail, saw some amazing views from the cliffs, and found that the tower at the other end is one that was privately owned and has been turned into a fabulous home. They've added onto it, enlarged the windows, and surrounded it with gardens. I hear it may be going up for sale, so if you get it, please invite me over for tea. Please, please, please. Galway City in the west of Ireland. It's known for its arts and its culture and its music. I'm about uh, three kilometers now, just under two miles from the city center in an area called Salt Hill. This is known for its beautiful beaches, for having the longest seawall promenade in the country, and for a tradition that when you walk this promenade, you go all the way to the end and you kick the wall. The prom is on the inner shore of Galway Bay. You can see the Aran Islands to the right. Galway City to the left, straight across, that's the burn, and to the west are the bogs of Connemara. There's actually a saying here, if you can see the Aran Islands and the hills of Clare, it's supposed to be a sign that rain's coming. If you can't, it's because that rain is already here. <laughs> Rain or shine, this is a very busy place. Guys, guess what? I tripped over this walk. I tripped over it. Me too! There are people jogging, pushing strollers, riding bikes. Oh, there's someone over there. They're walking three dogs at once. It's the old, the young, the couples, the singles, and the groups. They all come. And they all have a look of accomplishment as they kick the wall at the far end, turn around, and head right back. It does seem like a strange tradition, but Ireland is a place where people come to kiss the Blarney Stone. Yuck. 
I'd say this is a healthier tradition, even though hardly anyone seems to know why they do it. Why do people come out here and kick the wall? Well, I don't really know. It's just a, a tradition. It has always been done, you know. A lot of, most people do it. Not everybody, but I think the Galway people, all the Galway people, it's just tradition. Our parents did it before us. But we don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know. I never asked why. Yeah? It's just, I think, I think it may, the, re, the reason I do it anyway is it makes me go all the way to kick it. There's no point in turning back, even if it starts raining, you know. It's in your head. I go, I kick the wall. Do you run? Do you walk? Doesn't walk, matter. Walk. walk. My age now, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> now. Can you tell me why you kick the wall? What? Why? I don't know. It's a practice here. Okay. Okay, yeah. thanks. It's just a tradition that you've signified the end of the prom. When people see the people do it, they do it. You uh -huh. know? Everybody yeah. joins in. Yeah. Okay. I think it's for good luck. Why do you kick the wall? Why do people do this? I suffer from OCD. Everyone in Galway suffers from OCD. I'm only joking. No, it's just... <laughs> it's just a tradition. Do you happen to know why you just kick that wall? It's just an old Galway tradition. That's it? You walk the pram, and then you kick the wall. Okay, but yeah. nobody really knows why. It's no, what we do. no, no, it's just a custom, custom that has built up okay. over the years. Yeah? I suppose it's a nice thing to be able to do after Good long walk on the promenade. When I came to Galway first, which was approximately 10 years ago, I went for a walk along the prom with one of my friends, and he said part of the tradition of the walk along the prom is that you kick the wall and turn around. That's Sean Forstrow. He's with the Salt Hill Rotary. That's right, they have rotary here. And five years ago, the rotary turned all of this into a fundraising campaign. They put up a sign that says your small change can have a big impact. That you'd take maybe any loose change in your pocket or as much loose change or small notes as you could possibly have and maybe donation. Typically we support one charity, one local charity per month and it raises a significant amount for them. Oh, that's Michael Duke. He's also with Rotary here. In a lot of cases, the charities will make it an event, a photo opportunity. So they'll be kicking the wall, you know, kick, kick the wall and kick cancer for Cancer Care West, you know, that kind of thing. Over the years, they have kicked cancer, helped hospice, and fueled youth programs, the Galway Cathedral, and helped for the homeless. So if you're in the area, follow the Galwegian way and let your small change add to the big impact here, helping others. And I'm here to tell you, it is worth the walk just to see this view. Hey, here's a riddle for you. What has the colors of summer all year round, is energized by the laughter of children and the camaraderie of generations, but is a place men rarely go? Think about that for a minute. I'll have the answer for you after the break. Let's line up those sponsors and thank them, shall we? Cafe 37 West in Galway, home of the best coffee around and a place where healthy is the new sexy. They provide great service and they serve as your happy place seven days a week. That's Cafe 37 West on Newcastle Road in Galway. St. Ives Florist in Reno, Nevada, where creativity and caring come together in an elegant form for every order. 
Sisters Lori and Patty strive to make every arrangement a work of art. Stop in for some decorating ideas or order the flowers delivered to your door. That's St. Ives Florist on Wells Avenue in Reno. And Kyol FM, internet radio out of Drogheda, offering traditional Celtic music 24 hours a day. And the mood is always right because you get to pick the stream. That's Kyol FM, C-E-O-L dot FM. So what has the colors of summer all year round? and is energized by the laughter of children and the camaraderie of generations, but is somewhere men rarely go? Ladies Beach, of course, along the Salt Hill Prom. It's a quiet beach with a colorful, protected area for changing and chatting, and it's a busy place for a big part of the year. I ran into Peter and Vicky near there, and they introduced me to Rita, who's 84, and is one of many who swim there yeah. religiously. It's amazing. And I was doing it from the 1st of May to the 1st of November, nonstop. Swim every day? Every Isn't day, it every cold? morning. But you see, it's cold, but you, you're so used to it. And the temperature is sometimes warmer inside than out. Really? Yeah, I'd only do 15 minutes. As for why they call well, it Ladies Beach movement. I think myself, because the ladies always swam there. You yeah. rarely see a man there. Yeah, right. And then kind they of all went up. over to the driving boards. Oh, I see. And then I wouldn't be underneath them because they'd jump in. I said the same. Yeah. So it'd be safe for women to get undressed and all that. That's, right. kids That's and, right. That's and, the whole yeah. thing. And it, the thing with putting Ladies Beach is giving us I think privacy. It's I think there's nothing in it or Yes. Yeah. 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 They claimed it as theirs. And while we were chatting, Peter found a friend. Are you on, are you on Heather? So it's called Ladies Beach because Black Rock, the beach where the diving board historically was a men's bathing place, and women weren't allowed there, and uh, women um, swam instead at Ladies Beach. So that's why it's called Lady's Beach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And who's this? This is Heather Murphy, a solicitor Murphy. in Dublin from Salt Hill. <laughs> so if you're in Salt Hill, it's the area with the brightly colored swimsuits, swim hats, and grandkids year-round. And these days, you just might see a man or two in the mix. This Week Abroad Abroad is brought to you by irishcreation.com. It's a creative way for you to link your Irish heritage to your family's future forever with high-quality Irish jewelry designed here in Ireland and shipped to your door. It's an investment and a beautiful way to wear your culture. See what I mean at irishcreation.com. We all have our favorite family vacation stories, and most of mine involve the beach. With my siblings, we used to go to Destin, Florida. With my own kids, it was Monterey, California. And one year, I took the kids to Hawaii. I was divorced, my three kids were young, and we all worked for more than a year to save the money to make that trip. My kids had lemonade stands and contributed money they could have used for the movies. I cut corners everywhere I could. We rented a Jeep Wrangler when we got there. It was a convertible because, well, it was cool. We went and we picked up snorkels all around and we set out for adventure. It was beautiful. But the first day, the boys, 
11 and 13 at the time, thought it would be a lot faster to just toss all the snorkels from the second-story balcony onto that small square of grass right near the pool. Yeah, they missed. Which sent us back to the snorkel shop for replacements. And over the next few days, we had a lot of fun, and we saw a lot. We hiked to a waterfall wearing flip-flops. Now, that outing included getting lost as well. And we ended up with some really great photos of the waterfall and one broken toe. My daughter cut her leg snorkeling in a tidal pool, which meant we got to meet the Hawaiian paramedics. Then we dropped an ice chest onto the snorkels and broke them again, all of them, back to the shop. And in a hurry to return the rental car, we didn't zip the plastic windows in, and they all blew off in the wind. There we were, chasing them down the road and onto the beach, which made us late and left us no time to fill up the tank with gas, which, as you know, is an expensive mistake. Then my 13-year-old nearly got us thrown off the plane because, well, he had a lighter in his pocket, which he thought was cool. Airport security didn't. But it was indeed memorable. And we have had some great trips since, too. Like Christmas here in Ireland, my first year here. We stayed in a cottage in Kinvara. And we had so much to catch up on, we didn't leave it for three days. So pack your suntan oil and your own snorkels and enjoy the ride. Before you know it, family vacations will be a thing of the past. But you'll still enjoy the memories, good or bad. So this is my newest platform for storytelling. You can find my blog posts and pictures of all those beaches at erinmeanbreen.com. If you're interested in becoming a part of all of this, you can contact me there as well. And I hope to see you back here for the next installment of Erin's Isle, an international venture looking out for adventures you don't want to miss. Hi, I'm Sinead from Mayo, the holiest county in Ireland, home to Crowpatrick and to Tanakh. I'm Michael from Arizona, uh, where it is probably about 115 degrees right now. Hi, I'm Una, I'm from Galway, home of the Cladder Ring. Hi, I'm Bernadette from Wellington, New Zealand, home of Hilly Hill, reminding you that Erin's Isle is a blue dragonfly production, all rights received. Cheers. 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 Cheers.